Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the South Palermo podcast. Um, new title for the show and new host. I'd like you to say hi to the new host, Sal Palermo. Hello. There hi, he is. Sal. There he is. All the people in the in the crowd. Hey, Sal. Ah, love it. <laughs> Sal is the new host. Clean. We're going to go. What, what are we going to call this, Sal? The uh, Palermo podcast. Is that good enough? Yeah, whatever. That works. Whatever that works for you. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Does, doesn't that bring that Brazil babblehead? Yeah, wow. you know, I'll think of something better. Like the, if it was like a newspaper, I'd go at the Palermo Post. Mm. Or the. Um, you can't Sa- think of anything. Salvatore we'll Chronicles it. or something like that. I don't know. Um, that is not even how you say my name. I know, but you know. Figuring out what the new name is. It's true. I mean, we saw in, what was it, Solo when um, it was the Calrissian Chronicles. Like, that's cool. Well, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. It does. That's true. I wish they made a podcast called that, and it was literally Donald Glover just talking about Lando. I mean, that could could be what the show is going to be about, too. That's true. You could have a whole show on it. So we are back here at the uh, Palermo podcast. We're going to be discussing um, the Mandalorian season two, episodes one through four, um, chapters nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. I'm not a big fan that they kept going with like chapter nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like instead of like season two, episode one, they just kept going chapter nine, chapter ten, chapter eleven, chapter twelve. It's whatever, I guess. That's just saga. me being picky, I guess. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too hurt about that, um, especially since I I mean they did they did pick up right where they left off essentially. So they did. So we'll start with chapter nine, which was called the Marshal. Uh, we were introduced to Cobb Vanth, who had we all assume I'm I'm gonna assume we all thought it was Boba Fett's armor, correct? That's uh, what I thought. Yeah. Okay, so we it's Boba Fett's armor, obviously. The Mandalorian goes back to Tatooine, tries to find a Mandalorian. He ends up finding Mr. Cobb Vanth, who is the Marshal of Mos Pelego, Mos something like that. Pelgo. Pelgo. There you go. Nicely done. Mos Pelgo. See, this is why he's the new host. Sal Palermo, everyone. <laughs> um, so Pelgo, and they end up fighting a crate dragon with the help of Tuscan raiders and the village folk to get the armor back from Cobb Vanth. What in this episode stuck out to you? Sal, you want to go first here? Uh, sure. Um, I guess just how he got Boba Fett's armor. I thought that was interesting. Like, how did he come about that if, you know, Boba got eaten up in the movie? You know? So, yes, yeah. I, I think that one. Go ahead, Jake. I'll, I don't mean to cut you off there. Well, no, you're, you're good. It was just, um, I mean, it didn't help that we all we all knew that um, what's his name was going to be making an appearance uh, th- this season. So, if if we had be- if that had been left to our imagination, I think him finding the armor it could have either been, oh, Boba Fett escaped the uh, the Sarlacc pit or. Uh, I don't know, maybe the Sarlacc just had a quick digestive system and got rid of the armor somehow. I don't, I don't know if that would survive in uh, stomach acid, but... 
So the, the weird thing about this to me is, like you said, we all knew the actor, um, I believe his name's Tamara Harrison or Tamara Harrison or something like that, um, was coming back, which we all pictured it. This could be Boba Fett. This could also be Rex or some random other clone because we all know they're clones of Jingo. Um, but the thing is, we knew they were coming, one, because it was confirmed on like IMDb by, by the, the actors and the cast and all that, which is which is different from season one when they absolutely shocked us with Baby Yoda randomly showing up because one, there's no actor for Baby Yoda. We didn't know who was going to be playing Baby Yoda. There isn't a single person playing Baby Yoda. So they completely shocked us with that. And now, do you think it's a bad thing that they couldn't have kept this from us since it's an actual person and the actor was confirmed? I, I would say not necessarily a bad thing, but a little more disappointing that that shock factor couldn't couldn't carry over Uh, that's exactly what i was gonna say because it's just well i mean that's that's today's world like yeah being able to keep something secret for so long like even um you uh, we'll we'll talk about this a little more uh in a few minutes but uh even ahsoka getting uh getting confirmed for the season too like that's that's something that they definitely could have uh, could have tried to keep secret a little more, but in today's world, it's just so hard where people want to, people like to ruin all the fun, basically. Yeah, it's like a spoiler before somebody actually spoils it. Yeah. But it is, it is what it is. A pre-spoiling. So yeah, I, I was, I wasn't disappointed in that because I think both of you, I at least I've talked to both of you, and I wanted to speculate that it was going to be Rex rather than yeah. Boba. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, that one scene, Boba shows up at the end. He's wearing the Tusken Raider gear. He's got the Tusken Raider Bantha stick and the sniper rifle. Um, I mean, technically, they didn't confirm it was Boba. It could be a clone of some type. But but, but also here, what if that was Boba, but you were also right at the same time and when we when we finally meet Ahsoka, she's sitting there with Rex. See, I could be little... I, I could be right about that. Um, the other person speculated to be I guess we'll talk about that later, coming up with Ahsoka is Sabine as well. Um, but I I personally do yes think it's Boba. There was so many things in that episode that kind of pointed towards Boba Fett, and then you see him at the end, it's just like, well, now we know who it is. Um yeah. Yeah, overall, episode one, I think it was a a nice way to reintroduce us um, mm-hmm. into the Star Wars world. One, there was little things all over the place, like the um, R5 droid. There was the yeah. speeder bike that was a pod racer, which was fantastic. Um, there, there was C-3PO graffitied on the wall in that, uh, that first planet. The planet that uh, John Favreau got hung 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 on. Well, that that was him, right? Um, oh, that was John Favreau. Yeah, that was him. At least voicing I him. I didn't know if it was him playing him, but um, <laughs> okay, it was his voice. So he got hung in season one or episode one. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, do you think we'll see Cobb Vant the Marshal again? Obviously, he takes the armor from him. They leave on good terms. Do we do we see him again? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes. I I can see him having to go back to uh, Tatooine for some reason or another because he always seems to get drawn back to that planet so 
I think it just depends on what happens in the last four episodes. So are you saying potentially another season you could see him back in Tatooine? Maybe, yeah. De- de- depends on how it, it plays out with like the Empire and all that stuff. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, here's the go for it. No, 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 you go ahead. I, I'm just on. I'm leaning towards we'll see it next season when Boba is exploited a little more. I don't think we see Boba again this season. Okay, that that was actually going to be a, a question for you guys. Do uh, do you think that we see Boba again this season, or uh, or we wait on that one? If we do, it's probably the last episode to leave on like a cliffhanger or some sort of thing like that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. One thing. One thing I had heard was um, I don't. I don't know if, if he's going to make another appearance this season. But I had heard that before we get season three of Mandalorian, which I which I guess he is going to be in more. Um, we are going to get uh, Boba standalone in between uh, in between season two and season three. Not not necessarily is tied together, but we'll get more of that what he was doing on Tatooine uh, before before we're reintroduced to him after escaping the Sarlacc pit and everything. Is is that confirmed? That's, I don't remember where I heard it, but I, I think it's very roughly confirmed, yeah. I feel I feel like they've already said production for season three of Mando starts next year. So in my mind, it makes it hard to believe that if that production hasn't started already, that it would be hard to get it out already. Before I was going to say three. that. That would have had to have been at least started already. Unless they're just going to push Mando season three back another month, few months, a year. Which could happen. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, I mean, you, you see a lot of shit on the internet. Just... You do, yeah. That's true. That's true. Also, I'd, I'd like to point out a flaw in Mandalorian armor. Well, not necessarily armor, but their whole uniform. They do Why have do a lot have of a open spots. Cape? Well, not not even that. Why do they have a cape with the jetpacks? Like, how do you not catch on fire? <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> it's flame. It's flame resistant. Don't worry. They thought uh, this through. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Flame-resistant capes. We now know that happens because it, how could it not? Um, so we'll go to the uh, chapter 10 called The Passenger, um, which I think a lot of people will put at the uh, bottom end of the spectrum for Mando episodes as a whole. Um, the Passenger, um, I think when that title came out, people were thinking this could be referring to someone else when in reality it referred to a new character the frog lady who um a lot of people have mixed feelings about um but what did you guys think of that second episode filler yeah definitely total filler episode overall overall it was technically a good episode i would say just um especially like the little the little things like uh, we got spiders. The spiders from rebels and then uh, uh, I didn't I didn't actually see him until until I rewatched it but uh, Dave Filoni at the end there or not the end there he was one of the uh, 
he was one of the X-wing pilots, but I, I definitely like Tommy said, bottom of bottom of the spectrum for me for Mandalorian episodes. Yeah, I might have missed what you said, Sal. But... No, Sal didn't talk. I was. Oh, oh I didn't my say bad. Anything. My bad. Sal, go ahead and talk. Oh no, I was just gonna say it's one of those episodes to to fill in the gap there. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you. Um, I do believe there was some important things in it, like Mando meeting up with the New Republic, which, Jake, you talked about a, a second ago there with like Dave Filoni and all that, um, being one of the Rebel pilots, which was kind of cool to see. But um, I think that's the biggest thing out of it. We get to see Baby Yoda eating little eggs, um, which is frowned oh. upon um, by Mando, um, which in season, or not season, but the next episode, I loved when Mando was like, behave. You know what I'm talking about. I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the spiders were cool, kind of a throwback to Rebels on um, their base, which to me that hinted that Sabine was coming next because Sabine had a big role with the spiders as well, um, but clearly that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I'd overall say I, I hate using the word filler because, I mean, it kind of was, but was- in another sense, like this was like a true Star Wars just story, like facing off against a random beast like imagine if like luke versus the wampa was a random episode that's yeah that's true like yeah. that that's what star wars did you get new creatures new characters and then the mandalorian it was, it was, off. It was a little piece to just take him somewhere else because like he needed to take her the frog lady somewhere to get information about something else right and like they, they didn't just want to skip straight to yeah, that spot. That right. right. Yeah. So of course he had to face some peril in there. So yeah, I, I did hear that um, that planet was actually the the planet from the very first episode of Mandalorian. Um, that ice planet that he picks up the uh, bluegill guy on. Oh, same one. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't hear that. Yeah, that's what um, a coworker of mine had. Uh, had mentioned that and i was like oh didn't notice it but yeah no that makes sense yeah there was really no importance of that planet in the first episode ever it's just picking up that dude so yeah yeah um who we happened to see in the last episode um but yeah we'll skip ahead to chapter 11 personally my favorite mandalorian episode to date season one or season two called what? the um, what was that why is that, Tommy? Uh, we'll get to it here. Called the Heiress. <laughs> and um, this was the one where they kind of threw us for a loop. In the trailers, they showed WWE fighter Sasha Banks with the black hood on. Everyone was like, oh my goodness, who could this be? Is that Ahsoka? Nope, not Ahsoka, because obviously that's Rosario Dawson. It Could it be Sabine? Well, turns out it was a pretty unimportant character. Um, and they kind of just <laughs> threw us for a loop. But then they didn't, because... Book Tan showed up and stole my heart. <laughs> you uh, you starting your proposal to her now, Tommy? I'm gonna have to figure out how to get like a Beskar ring, um, but after that I will. Ah. Yeah, it's not gonna be diamond; it's gonna be full Beskar. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to contact the uh, the armorer from season one, hoping yeah. she's still alive. It, so. She makes it yeah. definitely. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't think we'll really see her again if she made it alive. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think? Episode three, the heiress. 
Sal, you want you want to go first? No, you go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I I just uh, I mean I I obviously don't have an emotional connection to uh, Bo-Katan as Tommy does, as <laughs> badass as I think she is. But uh, no, it was second second favorite episode of the season. Uh, the uh, I mean, just her entrance alone was pretty pretty fucking cool uh coming in to save the day um i was kind of well not kind of i was i liked how she dropped a little knowledge bomb on mando just how uh the way the way that um he was raised as a foundling uh with never never removing her helmet uh didn't really matter to the true Mandalorians. It only mattered to uh, the the, uh, the Death Watch and uh, people trying to bring back the old ways of, of Mandalorians. Um, and then, obviously, the name drop of Ahsoka Tano at the end there. Like, that just... It was what everyone was waiting for, really. It was a very pleasing episode. Sal? Um, it was definitely interesting to see more Mandalorians come help him out, uh, especially when he fell right into the trap, I guess. Um, so that was interesting. And then, you know, just her being like, you know, you got to help me because I got to retake Mandalore. So that was pretty cool. I love that he was his reaction. That was like, I don't really care. <laughs> like, I don't have any business <laughs> helping you. yeah i mean i think this episode moved the storyline along a bit um and it kind of in my mind it showed me what the real storyline could be whereas the storyline that we thought we were going to be getting is revolved around the child revolved around baby yoda mandalorian the mandalorian's um quest to get him to the jedi to find his people and all that um which still it's still moving that way obviously with the ahsoka tana name drop but in my mind Bo-Katan kind of laid out another another kind of path, not necessarily for the child, but for the Mandalorian, which is what this show is about. And I think it's going to be him realizing um, what true Mandalorians are with Bo-Katan's help, with Ahsoka's help maybe, with who knows Sabine if she's in this as well. Um, but kind of helping Bo-Katan take back their planet from the Empire, from Moff Gideon, which we now know Bo-Katan and Moff Gideon have some some, history. history. And I cannot wait until that's explained and explored a little bit more because we know she was a little bit ticked off from that episode. Um, Do you, uh, I guess, same question as we had with Boba. Do you think we see her again uh, this season or wait till season three? I think we do see her again. Yeah. I do. Um, I'm with, not sure how Moff much. Gideon. See, that's what I'm not sure about either. I'm not. I don't know if Moff Gideon and her meet up this season. I think it's bound to happen. It has to happen now that they kind of pull. Oh the, yeah, it'll, pull it'll definitely happen. I just don't know if it'll happen now. I kind of hope that's a no. That it happens next season. I think they can move the storyline along now that there is kind of two storylines with the child and with the Mandalorian. That they could push it into more seasons, which I hope they do. Um, 
So I think we do see her again, but I don't think it's with her and Moff Gideon facing off. Maybe that's the last episode or something cool like that, but I don't see it happening this season. Okay, so like having having her come come in and and help Mando out and just do another trade, like oh I saved you, now you got to help me with yet another project. And I think it's going to take a little bit more time and a relationship between Bo-Katan and the Mandalorian to finally get kind of like that mutual respect in helping each other um, mm-hmm. in that relationship. Whereas I think they're both going to realize their their enemies are the same. Like Moff Gideon is her enemy. Moff Gideon is the Mandalorian and the child's enemy. And I don't think he obviously didn't realize that she was talking about him with the dark saber because in episode four, he's like, Oh, Moff Gideon's still alive. Um, so he obviously didn't realize that at first. Um, Cause obviously she didn't name drop him. Um, he, she was just talking to the Imperial guy. But yeah, I, I love the episode. The siege on the ship was awesome. Stormtroopers are awful soldiers nowadays. They're even worse than the <laughs> original trilogy. Like these guys are just schmucks that they picked up off the ground. They're like, here, hold this blaster and shoot. They don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I love the guy getting thrown off. That was pretty funny. I love when the uh, Sasha Banks, the other Mandalorian, literally just flew down, picked him up, shot up, and then just threw him off the edge. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. We have a jetpack. You don't. We're better than you. Um, the one thing I was hoping to see from bo in the shows is she uses the little um, the wrist shield to like yeah. block bullets. I, w- I was really hoping she'd pull that out. Yeah. I mean, there's still plenty of show to go. So there is. that's true. There is. I just, I kind of wish they gave Sasha a bigger role because they hyped her up so much, and then she had like three lines. Was she really hyped up? Well, she was in. She was in the like they they put out pictures of her in the robe. You know, they showed her at the end of the episode. You know, you thought it was important, and then it. it I mean, it was, but it was just like, I don't know. She could have, I don't know, said a little bit more or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they teased oh. us with that one. And I was, I, mean, I, I think what, I told you this, Jake. I think I told you this, but I was like, could it, could it happen to be Bo-Katan's niece, meaning Obi-Wan and Satine's daughter? But like, that was a little far-fetched. Yeah. I was like, nah. I was thinking it, but it wasn't. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, anything's possible. Although, for some reason, I still, I would have to go back and watch Clone Wars, but I thought Satine's nephew was Corky her kid I think his name was Corky (laughs) it was something stupid (laughs) but I I don't know if that was confirmed or not but I know they might have hinted at that I don't remember personally but any other thoughts on that episode the siege that was no we didn't get to the siege yet oh excuse me the heiress my bad my bad (laughs) I'm jumping the gun here All right, so we'll move on to the siege now. Um, Chapter 12, the latest episode. Um, I'm going to let you start with this one, Jake. Oh, all right. Uh, Overall, great episode. Um, Although when you think about it, the title doesn't really make sense for what we actually saw because what exactly were they sieging there? Uh, But I I like... That's true. Yeah. Hmm. I liked the uh, I liked the reintroduction of um, the first bounty we ever saw with with him, the uh, Bluegills guy. Uh, 
was a very, very good comic relief in there. Um, uh, but then I, I liked the reintroduction of, uh, of grief and Kara. Uh, that was, and, and I also, I also liked how for some reason that, uh, that opening scene in the old, uh, in, in the Mandalorian armory, uh, just that, that species does not have any luck at, at all. Cause in the, in the original trilogy, he gets his arm cut off, uh, ball face there. Uh, <laughs> Then, uh, and obviously, he's from, he's from Men in Black. He's a bald chinian. <laughs> um, but yeah, from the opening scene, that was good. And just the uh, when we get to the the Imperial base, um, that was I, I thought that was a great introduction to what we get for. Uh, what the sequels are with um, learning about the cloning process. Uh, Tommy, do you want me to ask Sal the question now or do you want to wait a little bit still? Um, I'll ask him it right after this. Okay. Oh uh, and then just uh, learning learning about how they're they're taking uh, they're taking beings with uh, M count, which we're assuming is midichlorian count, um, is uh, into the cloning or even just straight up birthing process um, to what could either be Snoke or Palpatine in there. Um, now, overall, it was a great episode. All right, Sal, you ready for our question? I, I get ready to love for me, I guess. <laughs> All right, so we were talking. It's not a bad. It's not a bad question. If you don't know it, you'll just look like an idiot. But you know. <laughs> oh, what else is no? <laughs> um, so we were talking about how dead people um, and non-dead people, like they were obviously taking the blood. They mentioned that in this episode, they were taking the blood from Baby Yoda, the child, and they were like testing it and transferring that to other things. So we were wondering is, let me read this off. Can you take <laughs> blood from a dead body and use it? Uh, I, I would have, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I would imagine you can. Um, I mean, if you, you know, if you're an organ donor, you can take organs from somebody who has died. So I would imagine you could take blood, but I just don't know like how long after they have passed on that you could use the blood follow up before, before it starts before it stops circulating you know right 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 follow follow up question to that though for for when you're alive like the doctor had mentioned that he could only uh, he could only take so much blood out of baby yoda without killing him when when you donate blood does your body eventually restore what is taken out of your body yep absolutely okay. the bone the bone marrow keeps producing blood oh all right didn't know that came from bone marrow i'm, I'm pretty sure it does and that right there is why he graduated in anatomy <laughs> at baby oh. <laughs> 
All right, so that leads us now to we were, we were talking about this obviously because um, they had Baby Yoda, they got rid of him, they didn't have enough blood now to keep the testing going. Um, so, like Jake mentioned there, that that could be Snoke. We don't know. That also could be Palpatine um, that they're trying to finally clone, and now they need more blood from Baby Yoda or the child. Um, now, my theory um, is that we know that there's a tracking beacon now on the Razor Crest, and we know where they're going, which is to Ahsoka Tano. Now, my theory is I'm not going to say she has a higher M count than Baby Yoda because who knows that? I don't think that's ever going to be proven or not. But she also is a more mature, larger um, Jedi in person and being, so she'll have more blood to test on. Does she become the new test subject for Moff Gideon and the Empire? Maybe. I, I think it's possible, but I, I think it would be... Uh, do we do we know how old she technically is between the end of Rebels and now? So Clone Wars, she was late teens, I believe, and it's been about thirty to forty years. So she'd probably so she's be probably in her fifties. Let's say yeah, forty-five to sixty range. Okay, because I mean, I mean when you when you think about it, Yoda's was five hundred years old, but he could still. He could still kick ass when he needed to. I I think it would be it would be difficult for them to actually capture uh, capture Ahsoka. Um, should that be what they try to do? But if they do, I think um, I think they break out the ancient Mandalorian force dampening prison that we saw uh, at the end of Clone Wars with them transferring them all. Yes. Now, the end of Clone Wars said that this was the last one. It went that, that Satine obviously got rid of these these cases because she was a pacifist and all that. Um, so the one they were using on Maul was the last one that Bo-Katan kept. Now, does that mean that it was the only one? I don't believe that personally. So I think that this very, very well could be a way to capture Soka, and especially since Moff Gideon is someone who obviously we know has history on Mandalore, this dude could have just scalvaged the land for whatever they had. Beskar, those those prisons. I think he has some tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, and and who knows too? Like even if they were all destroyed, because um, obviously the last one in Clone Wars went down with the ship. Um, maybe, maybe he found like the remains of it and, uh, maybe not that one specifically, but the remains of some of the older ones. And if not re, uh, uh, rebuilt it, maybe studied it and learned how to make it himself. Cause obviously he is a pretty resourceful guy. Definitely. As is. much as he complains about not getting FaceTime. <laughs> so now this leaves us with the cliffhanger they left us with so we get to see Moff Gideon finally at the end there other than a hologram which we saw in episode 3 but we see Moff Gideon and he's got his own army what we assume to be an army um, and I, I'm pretty sure 
I've seen this confirmed that they are called Dark Troopers. Um, okay. It was confirmed by the closed captions. If you if you turn those on, it says Dark Trooper. Um, really? Yeah. Which I've seen, okay. and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, so technically, that is what they are. Now, Dark Troopers have never been in any movies or shows or anything like that, but they have been in one of the video games and the Legends books, I believe. Um, okay. So now, now are they really vamped up? Death Troopers, or so what they are is actually um, I've heard different different things on what this show could put them into, but they could either be some sort of part droid or part cyborg that is also partly cloned, um, oh. which is another theory out oh. there that they're trying they're using Baby Yoda's M count and blood to make an army of Force sensitive Dark Troopers. Okay, that's, that's actually crazy. So capturing Ahsoka may be a little easier if you have an army of Force-sensitive beings going after her, or the Mandalorian, or the child for that matter. Um, another theory I've seen is that the cloning process has nothing to do with Palpatine or Snoke, but it has everything to do with Moff Gideon trying to make himself Force-sensitive and putting that blood in him. That is interesting as well. Yeah, no, that's a pretty cool theory, too. Which... Like, I'm not upset with either of those. I think both of those would be kind of cool. I think right now all we know is Moff Gideon has himself a army in the waiting that is probably going to be used pretty soon. Yeah. How many, how many episodes do you think... Uh, how many episodes first do you think till we see Ahsoka? Like, do we see her next episode this Friday? or We see her next episode, guaranteed. Guaranteed. So, thoughts? What's that? Ahsoka next episode? Yeah. Uh, I I don't want to say definitely because I feel like, you know, something else might come up and then he's got to go off to doing something else. But I don't know about next episode. I'd say like 50-50. Okay. All right. I'm, uh, I'm a little more on Sal's thing. Like, I don't, I don't want to get my hopes up too high. <laughs> my hopes are as high as ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I think it's possible. But I wouldn't be surprised if they waited. Uh, they waited, if not one more episode, then two more episodes to introduce her. Um, All right. Let me let me state my case. Why? Okay. So one the... denied. What was that? I denied <laughs> your request. No, too bad. That's one to one. One to one is my favorite. Um, I'm the host. Oh, shoot, you're right. All right, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> um, so one, the title of the episode was, the rumor was that it got leaked and is called The Jedi. For episode five? For episode five, yes. Um, okay. Secondly, we know Dave Filoni directed and wrote this episode, episode five. Yep. And I saw I, your take about that. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty positive that since Ahsoka is Dave Filoni's baby, she has to show up in this episode. Her, his yeah, creation, and she has to show up live action in his episode. Okay. Yeah, right. Could be right. I could be wrong, and it could literally just be like, say like, um, what's the movie called? Force Awakens, and Ray shows up at literally the end of the movie with Luke's back turned, and like that could be it. Like he shows up, and then you see her back, and like that's not really right. Like She's in it, but she's not. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So it could just be that. Who knows? But I think it'll be a bigger role than that. Maybe. I, I think if that is the case, though, uh, where we only get a snippet of her at the end, maybe that could lead to a Sabine introduction for the first part of the episode on she ends up bringing Mando and the child to Ahsoka. I'd be okay with that because I'm waiting for Sabine to show up as well and Rex for that matter. Maybe both of them randomly show up here. Um, That's true too. I forgot. I forgot I said that Rex could still show up. Now, I did hear this from someone and I'm not sure if it's right or not. But it, it said that Rex was confirmed for episode six. Now, I looked this up and I haven't seen it anywhere. Like, oh. the the actor who played Boba in Django was only confirmed for one episode, and we've already seen him for this season at least. So it could be a different actor. Obviously, we know Rex has the big white beard in Rebels. Um, so it could yep. be a different actor. But I don't think it happens. I don't... I think that would be a mistake not to uh, not to put Morrison as as Rex. Just I'm, I mean, they're all he, he's a clone of Django. Like they're just, identical. That's that's what they are. Yeah. yeah, it would be dumb to do be somebody else. So I don't know if that's true. I, I'm tending not to believe it, but yeah. if it happens, it happens in makes me look like so you have your hopes up about Ahsoka but you don't have your hopes up about Rex no see my my hopes are still up for Rex eventually because that's what I was originally thinking before the season and I was like could be that but like right now it's not gonna happen it just can't happen Uh, but yeah that's that's where this leaves us Um, the Jedi coming out this well I assume what is called the Jedi chapter 13 is coming out this Friday um any other thoughts on these first four episodes? What whatsoever? Any thoughts? Overall, would you like them? What would you give it out of ten? I'd say a solid eight out of ten. Okay. For for all four together. Yeah, four yeah, together. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Yeah. No, I would. I would do eight out of ten. I mean, I already. Tommy, I, I told you already my ranking. It would be, it'd be one, three, uh, four, two, for yep. terms of my favorite for the episode. But. Do you have this season so far above season one? Mm, I don't know. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think this season. There's a there's more of a storyline we're following, like we we know what to expect a little bit, and we're we're moving in that direction. Where season one we were kind of like, so he found he found Baby Yoda. Like, what are we doing now? Yeah, yeah. Where is he gonna go next? What's what adventure is he gonna go on now? Like, is he yeah, just gonna I, be a pet? Or? The 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 biggest the biggest thing from season one was we kept coming back to. Uh, Oh, I'm not gonna remove my helmet in front of everyone. This is the way. And then, and then we got the big reveal at um, the end there with IG11. Uh, but yeah, no, I would, I, I would put this above. Just it makes. Uh, I mean, in terms of the quality 
of how each episode has been so far. Like I know, um, I know we got the filler episode with two there, um, but uh, from I mean, they started off strong with episode one and like all the little nods to Boba and then obviously the reveal at the end there. Um, obviously episode three. I, I think I think they're they're going off on a strong, uh, strong, strong ride, basically, um, especially with what you were saying, Tommy, on branching off into another storyline with Bogotan and we'll probably get another storyline with uh, Boba Fett. Maybe, I don't know what they could do together, but I, I assume like you can't just drop him like that and then no. do nothing with him. Series. Yeah, you can't just drop Boba. Like, don't even bring him in if you're just not going to do anything. Like It has to be next next season in my mind. Um, there wouldn't really be a reason to bring him back if if there wasn't something planned for them. Yeah. Do you do you think he wears the armor again, or he puts that life behind him? You know, I think he does. And yeah, I have another random theory going on in my head, but I I want so I'm gonna go with the fourth season of this show is going to be somehow finally built up to the Mandalorian and Bo-Katan and the rest of the Mandalorians getting enough of an army to try and retake Mandalore from the Empire. Um, and I and I think that is going to be the main plotline of this entire thing. Like I said, it's not going to be the child because this isn't the show is not the child. It's literally the Mandalorian. Like we're following the Mandalorian and what his adventures take him on. And I think the child right now is kind of a side story to where it's going to be the bigger picture with the Mandalorians will get Mandalore back. And I think that's going to be the main focus of this show. Okay. All right. I, I like that theory. I think you'll, it'll, uh, might be interesting to see them try to convince Boba to help him out. Since, I mean, he, Technically, he was a clone, but he didn't go through the accelerated aging process. Uh, and then after Mace killed his dad, he just went off on his own thing. Uh, could be too set in his ways there with bounty hunting and everything, or maybe he just wants to forget about the uh, uh, forget about the um, armor altogether. But. Uh, Oh, we'll see. I, I do like that theory, though. And I'm not. I'm not going to say Boba's going to randomly team up with him. Like, sure, that would be awesome. It could. It could happen. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. Um, because who knows what Boba is? If he's just a grumpy old man who got eaten by a sarlacc and then got spit up because of his armor, maybe he just didn't taste good. We obviously saw the scar on his head. Um, maybe he's just salty and just lives on Tatooine as a hermit, like Obi Wan. Who knows? Um, but if what he, if we see him in, in the Kenobi show? Maybe so. I, I don't know. Maybe we will. Um, I hope we get that show soon. Uh, they need Won't to, be soon, but we'll get it. They need to stop kicking dirt and start filming this thing, man. I will even show up. I'm no kidding. I'll even show up and do cameras for them. Like, don't have to pay me. Hmm. 
I'd just like to meet you and Ian McGregor. You and McGregor. Did Did you guys see there was um. He had, I don't know if he did a story or interview or something, but something was released about he um, he was he walked in like so they must have at least started filming or something um, but he walked in and his old khaki robes were there and he said something about how everyone from the Mandalorian was with him too I don't know if that was that was the producers or we're gonna get some actors from the Mandalorian dropped in on that show too, but I didn't hear that. But I mean, that's kind of cool. I mean, that shows that they he's been on set at least, and yeah, there's actually something tangible moving forward rather than talks. Yeah, no one likes talks. Like, <laughs> start pushing this forward, people. All right, so that'll do it for us. I mean, episodes one through four, I'd, I'd love to say I can have you guys back um, once this season's up to talk about what actually happens. Um, but that's up to our host, Sal Palermo. I will take it under consideration. All right. Come so, on, uh, Sal. Do it for us. So Sal's going to think this through over the next four weeks. We'll see if the Palermo podcast has another day in them. Um, but I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, I appreciate myself coming on the Palermo podcast. Thank you for the invite, Sal. You're welcome. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Uh, That's so right. We will end it right there. Um, just know, everybody, the Bo-Katan is mine. You can't have her. <laughs> <laughs>